In this land of frozen beauty, where a proud people make their home, H's Oil is making a killing. The people here want to talk about the poisons in their environment. If H's Oil is not online and operational in 13 days, then the oil rights will revert back to the Eskimos, and that is not going to happen. Where's Doctor? But there is hope. And now, he's here. Steven Seagal is on deadly ground. You're an oil man. But I put out the fires. I stop spills. We are being lied to by some of the most sophisticated people on Earth. I know we've had our disagreements. How much money is enough? I don't need that kind of problem right now. Get rid of the problem. You mean mercenaries? Now this land has a friend. In you, I've seen a great spirit. These people have a warrior. Did you beat up on this little native man? And this corporation... Find me a body or find me the man. ...has a big problem. I mean, who the hell is this guy? I'd say he's company. Company? CIA. Whatever he is, he's a damn problem. Michael Caine. He'd need a miracle to stop us now. Just gonna reach out and touch somebody here. On deadly ground. Right, okay, uh, welcome to Clag Bag. Um, I'm Scott. I'm good. (laughs) Greetings, fellow Clag Baggers, it's JP. And today. We're doing On Deadly Ground, Steven Seagal. Well, you guys might be doing it. I <laughs> slept through most of it. I don't only remember bits. Of, it's like a hazy, it's like a weird drug dream that I have. Uh, well, I, um, I watched it, it was a good few weeks ago, I watched it with Scott. Yeah. Um, so my memory is patchy on it. So Scott's going to be leading the way, but I'm sure it will come back to me a yeah. lot of it. Um, <laughs> I hope it does, because I didn't watch it. But should we start with why you picked this film? Because Scott picked it, so... I um, picked this film because it's very claggy. There you go. <clears throat> so go on. Steven Seagal, he's very dependable when you're looking for a clag bag film. Uh, you can pretty much pick any of his back catalogue in the last 10, 15 years, and it's going to be rubbish. Yeah. For the most part. But this is, I think, the first one that was really terrible. This so is where is this in his career? Is this the beginning this, of his of his slide into well, DTV well, land? This is what I was going to say. I, I actually I remember in 1990, I think his first film was released here. It was actually, I think, uh, 1988. It was made in America. I'm pretty sure we didn't see it until 1990. It was above the law, otherwise known as Nico. You see, right, so Scott, Scott, you love your action films. I do, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. your martial arts and all that sort of stuff. I'm not a massive fan of martial art films. Mm. Action films are okay. But when it comes to Steven Seagal, I don't really, apart from Under Siege, mm. and that is literally <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> anything else, we're talking about his timeline of his career. As far as I'm concerned, he's always been poo. Right, okay. Well, I totally disagree. I'm I love, I'm I love Seagal. No, here's, here's the thing. Yeah, but it's just not... It's just not something I'm. Yeah, yeah. I don't do musicals. I've not, not watched Frozen. Yet. Do you know neither, what? I'm never going. 
I'm never going to. If I well, don't chance. insinuate that I do. No, I was just say, if I ever get the chance... Hang on a minute. I feel <laughs> frozen. What are you guys trying yeah, to say? Yeah. So, Scotty doesn't like musicals. Check. Yeah. Um, no, doesn't like Steven Seagal. Check. Right. Where does this leave us? No, I was just going to say, there was a point. Uh, so, uh, I can say his first, say, four films, five films, were all massive box office hits, uh, especially in the States. And I loved it. I mean, he was... At, that point in the 90s probably the biggest action star probably in the world you know most likely it was just a case of ever rising box office for him he did Above the Law first on Nikar's so it was called here and Hard to Kill uh, Mark for Death was next Elk for Justice which I think is probably my favourite my favourite too I'm yeah. going to keep going back to Sir and Embassy Sir Richie. Richie yeah don't know anybody know about. About. <laughs> <laughs> don't, uh, no idea what you're talking about all I know is Under Siege Again, I'm just going to yeah. go back to that's all I know. He was on a boat, he was a chef, yeah. Navy Seals. Oh, so this is it. Tommy I mean, Lee Jones. I mean, a boat. Was, and, and, um, Gary Boosie was in Elf, it. Elf for, Elf for Justice. <laughs> yeah. So go back to Elf for Justice. I think that was Terrorists. number one. I think sorry, I'm, I'm just going to keep sorry, talking about Under Siege. That was, that was number one in America. Elf for Justice was number one in America for something like six or seven weeks. It was massive. And, um, and Under like Siege. Like he is now. Yeah. <laughs> and Under Siege. Uh, was his biggest grossing film. Um, I'm going to say to date, like he's ever got a chance of doing better, is his highest grossing film to date, Under Siege. Then he did On Deadly Ground. And I think what happened here, I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't know, but I think what happened was he sort of bought into his own hope, hype and decided that suddenly he could do it. So he decided he was going to direct this film himself. He was going to make his own vehicle. I didn't know he directed this. He directed, yeah, he directed, he directed on Deadly Ground. Didn't he write it or co-write I, it or I something? Think, I, I think would, I, so. I was involved yeah. in the direction of the story a bit. Yeah, I, I think I got that story because yeah. a lot of the themes in the film were definitely his Zen Buddhist stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. like nature, one with nature. And exactly. So it's, it's not a bad message, but no, it's just not. how it's written on, you know, yeah, it's been written by someone who doesn't write things and directed by someone who doesn't direct things. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah and, and I think that was the first time. I mean, he took a real hit then. It, the, the, the returns on that film were definitely a lot less. But that wasn't... That can't have been the starting point. I always assumed that was the starting point of his decline. But after that, he did Under Siege 2, which was a big hit again. Not as big as the first one. Um, executive Decision, which he wasn't really in, was it? It was a cameo. Uh, and then the Glimmer Man and Fire Down Below, which were again slowly diminishing. Sort of, yeah, agreed. But I think Fire Down Below probably is why. Well, you could argue, then, looking at that list of films, that he did. He made this film, which was a stinker. Yeah. And then he fell back on a sequel of a hit yeah. to try yeah. and get back up there, but yeah. it wasn't quite up there. And you're right. So he might have had a slight spike up with Under Siege Two, but that was a sounded like a desperation move. Yeah. And after that, he's gone all the way down to doing stuff like Ticker. Yeah. And I said, well, I think Ticker yeah. was actually one of his early. Um, direct video films one of the earlier films after Fire Down Below Ticker was quite close I think um, but I say it's just weird I can't quite figure out the point at which well they always I, I can this film yeah, yeah. it's not it's not yeah. rocket science yeah well, here's, here's an action film 40 minutes of which takes place in a tent yeah um, <laughs> yeah. yeah you know uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I fell asleep for two minutes I woke up and suddenly it was Last of the Mohicans but like a tourist version of Last of the Mohicans <laughs> where everybody was wearing tassels I mean it's clearly uh, subpar versus his earlier action output isn't it oh, yeah. so you know it's pretty it's pretty ropey yeah. and for an action film there's like two or three 
moments of action in it, aren't yeah. there? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite a decline, though. I mean, he, he was, like I say, the top box office action star, probably, in, at the end of the 90s. He, I mean, even rivalling Schwarzenegger, I'd have thought, for his... Just for his popularity, mm, in action. I don't know for popularity myself. Oh, I don't yeah. know. He was back. He, he was. He was massive. And was. I don't, mean I don't really fight. remember that. I always well, remember yeah. that there was the Holy Trinity of action stars, which was Willis, Schwarzenegger, and Stallone. Yeah. And as far as I was concerned, they were. Because he on, didn't on a, own part own a restaurant. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Because um, was was Seagal wasn't in that. He wasn't in that other Planet Hollywood he franchise. He wasn't up there. So what's what's wrong with On Deadly Ground then? Because right. clearly there's lots of stuff wrong with it, isn't there? Okay. Where's why, the film, where's why, the film I think it, I think it definitely started his decline. Yeah, I, I think we can definitely say, and like you were saying, uh, his box office going up and up and up and, and up, up, and then On Deadly Ground happened. Yeah, and I say I think it's because, as I say, Steven Seagal really had the lion's share of of input into the story, and the yeah, I mean he directed it, so he would have done. But I mean, you, you, basically, he plays a guy called Forrest Taft. Right, so you can stop right yeah. there for a start. <laughs> yeah. So, Taft. There's loads of moments Taft. where people shout Taft at each other yeah. in this film. Taft. Like they're just lunatics. <laughs> Taft! Yeah. Taft. It, yeah, it, uh, yeah, so you could have picked a better name. But, you know, um, he, he plays Forrest Taft. He's basically, he specialises in um, putting out fires on oil rigs. And um, you're probably best off not having open flames on an oil rig to start with. But if if, if you do get one, you call in Steve Taft. Call in Taft. Yeah, to put it out. Um, you call in a forest to put out the fire. Yeah, exactly. Look at that. Yeah. Did you like that, John? Did you like that? I don't think John was even listening. <laughs> <laughs> look at John's face. It took him a clear ten seconds to work out what I just said. I wasn't. No, you're right. You're quite right. I'm drifting off already. Yeah, yeah. Just like I did actually at this point in the film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, so he's easy. He puts out fires and oil rigs, and but he's obviously some sort of ex-special forces badass. Well, there's a bit of a stink to this film at the beginning, where you get the you get the feeling that. Seagal is in with the bad guys. Well, he is. He, yeah, yeah he's in, but he also him. knows that he's in with the bad guys. Yeah, he is. I think he suspects that he's got. Well, no, no, he's, he's, no, he knows. He's complicit in it. He's, he knows. No, he, knows he knows he's working for the bad guys. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I mean, let's face it. He's working with with John with C. McGinley. Yeah. And um, Michael Bloody Kane. Michael Kane looking more evil than. Yeah, I guess I've ever done yeah, before. I, definitely, yeah. just, I suspect this is definitely one of his um, Malibu film, the Malibu House films. films. You know really? the way yeah. those famous films he did just for the money. Gotta just pay to, the rent. Gotta, gotta pay, pay the yeah, rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the film, but I saw the house it built. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said about Jaws Four. Yeah, um, but yeah, so um, this yeah. definitely stinks of one of those. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I mean, it opens, doesn't it, with him? He's got a hero shot of him stepping out the helicopter with the oil rig on fire, and basically, he, I, don't, I don't know how this works. This might actually be how they put out oil rig fires by blowing the living fuck out of it. It's like, I don't understand how that works. You put out a fire by causing a bigger fire. And, I don't know, fighting fire with fire. I wasn't, I wasn't interested. Well, I mean, it would it'd be better if he'd have picked up a lake. Yeah, obviously, and then travelled with the with the frozen lake. And do you know what? If and Steven then dropped Seagal, the frozen lake on the fire. If Steven Seagal had done that, I would have bought it more than Superman doing it in Superman. <laughs> it would have been, yeah. yeah. My only reference to how they do it was from um, There Will Be Blood, which I also do the same thing. They blow Drop the fire out of the rig. 
Now they find <laughs> a rig up to get stopped yeah. the flow of oil. Yeah, I guess so. Obviously, that must be what they do. But I can't. I just can't work out. But isn't it interesting how you don't question it? In there will be blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the beginning ones, any ground, are already going. That doesn't. That's not illogical, Captain. Which yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's almost like there will be blood was a good film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so he, he puts out fire in this on this oil rig, and um, basically the foreman, the old foreman, uh, he, he knows that substandard parts are being used to build this oil rig, which is in uh, Alaska, isn't it, on um, Eskimo grounds. Um, it's on ancient Indian burial grounds, something probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you only, yeah. You only moved the headstones. You left the bodies, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, um, you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, they um, it's owned by Aegis Oil, which is run by, as we say, Michael Keynes playing um, the evil Jennings. And uh, Jennings. You know, that's his character. That's his that's first his name. name that's is it? Evil. Evil. Yeah, the evil, the evil Jennings. Jennings. That's, it might as well be it, Michael Michael Jennings. His name, the character name. But who gives a fuck? Um, they've got the rights to build an oil rig on this, uh, as I say, Eskimo ground, and they've. And I'm pretty sure, I think I remember, they say they've had the rights to this ground for 30 years. So why have they now decided to wait until the last week of that 30-year contract to build this fucking oil rig when they knew they'd got 30 years to oh, do it? Geographical problems, ge- geometric issues. He's got uh, the money. He owns the thing. So why didn't he spend a year putting this thing together? We've got to get this bloody thing work by the end of the week. The contract runs out. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, that's the reason. He's honestly, he's like, who yeah, just said the reason? Yeah. yeah, but if this thing's not pumping oil by the end of the week, we lose the contract. We lose the and it's grand. And not only that. Not only that, but we'll have built this fucking rig. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Didn't they say something? they've had a lease on the ground for 30 years? For 30 years. <laughs> like, well, what have you been doing with it? Yeah, what, was it sitting was, on it? Was it for... one guy building this? Is that yeah. have one bloke working on this? It's taken 30 years and now they're having to use shitty parts because they can't get decent stuff. Anyway. Whatever. But yeah, that's the it's point. It's raining oil here. Well, my favourite shot of this bit is when Seagal gets in there and he walks away and they do the um, cliché... And he blows it. Boom. Yeah. But he's, he doesn't flinch. Yeah, but even though, to give him his credit, neither does Michael, does he? Neither does Michael Kane. Now, everyone else hits the yeah, ground. Yeah, Michael still Even um, John C. McGinley hits the ground, but yeah. him and Michael Kane. Yeah. You get the explosion. They just stand there looking at each other like lovers. And again, I'd love it. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> we're open kiss with a big fireball behind <laughs> them. <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> no, I would have liked it to be like the other guys again, where the explosion goes off, and then him and Michael Kane are rolling around the ground, holding their internal organs, going, that was louder than I expected. <laughs> <It's really laughs> Everyone else was fine, but the two stood up. Showered in shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> Pulverised ribs. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So they stopped the... They stopped and, the isn't uh, the, and isn't there an old guy in this scene? Yeah. Going, oh. What's the matter with you, Taft? You're working for the bad guy. Yes. I think when you say old, you're understating it. Ancient. Some ancient yeah. guy. <laughs> like, old, like, his age is in the three digits, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. He's the, he's the uh, yeah, I say he's the guy that's clued in. He's, he's like the, the foreman or something. Yeah, he's the guy that knows. He's, no, he's, he would have retired 30 <laughs> years ago. I don't know how, understand how in this film he's been cast as the foreman. He is 90 if he's a day. <laughs> like, he's. <laughs> And then there's a scene later which is just awkward because they basically, yeah, I'm not going to say what happened, let's got to get to that. Yeah, there's a scene where they fucking torture a guy who should be in a home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah, carry on. Yeah, off right. you go. So yeah, that, that, that guy, the foreman's name is Hugh, and he's one of Taft's old friends. So he knows they're old. Using... <laughs> yeah, really old. Really old <laughs> friends. Where did they meet? He's like his like um, grandson or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> anyway, so Hugh knows. They're using shitty substandard parts to try and build this oil rig. And he knows it's all going to go kablooey when they finally do open it. And he's trying to convince Taft that that's the case. And he refuses to believe it or overlooks it. Whatever. He's working. He's earning money. He's got some dollar. And he's not bothered. I think one of the lines is that he, um, he accuses him, doesn't he, of getting in bed with the with the corporation or something. Yeah, and, that's what I mean. Like, and the Taft's, the Taft's line is really good. He says, for, for $10,000 or whatever, I'd fuck anything once. Yeah, I quite like that. That was a good line. But anyway, but yeah, you know, at least it's different. At least that was one thing about this film. At least at the beginning, he is with the bad guys as such. He's like technically one of the henchmen yeah. of Michael yeah. Caine being the big bad. It's not. He's not the good guy from the get go. He, you know, yeah. he is actually he's there for money basically. Yeah. Um, but then he has a change of heart later when he goes to the Eskimo town. Yeah. But you know. Like, that's all to pass over. Like that. I mean, that's your opening scene, your introduction. Um, and I've got to be and honest. What an introduction. Yeah, so I've got to be honest now. Like I say, it's been a few weeks since we watched it. It's not that fresh in my mind. And the next bit I've put down here on my notes is the bar fight scene. So something may oh. happen in between, I don't know. Yeah. Right, so the next thing you know, you, go, you end up in the, in the, in the bar. I um, think this is the most memorable <coughs> bit. Of this the is film. possibly the best part of it. This, isn't it? This and maybe the scrap in the last ten minutes. Mm. Probably the, the only. No, bits. I think this is a highlight of the film. Yeah, but I think because he highlight. fights the gas man. I from think Dumb the film blows its wad <laughs> after this scene. Yeah. yeah, and there's nothing left. <laughs> but yeah. this is, I mean, to entertain us with. This is Steven Seagal's bread and butter. Is the bar fight scene? I think he's had a bar fight. So what happens in? Why does the fight start? It's one of these just cliches. And I was there. It's like a drunk Eskimo. Is he homeless or something? I mean, being homeless in Alaska can't be any fun, can it? Fun, no. It's freezing. But anyway, they yeah, the white yeah. guy, the white worker, oil workers. Yeah, with Mike Starr, isn't it? He's from, from yeah, from, yeah, the yeah, gas man from say, Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber and, and, yeah, the Last Dragon, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike Starr, that guy, plays this um, complete douchewad, yeah. dickhead, asshole, twat. Who's um, throwing his weight around? He's considerable, considerable, considerable weight. <laughs> it takes to go a considerable amount of time, though, doesn't it, to get himself involved in this? Yeah. Much longer than it usually. And would. I quite like the way as well. You know, it's you know it's going to kick off. You know there's going to be a scrap. And Steven Seagal at one point stands up, then he's to his full height, and you think here it comes, and he just walks across the room to order a drink, and you think, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Why are the uh, oil worker guys not intimidated by him at that stage? Because they're not. No. But clearly, he's like he's got a, a full head and a half of height on this Mike Star character. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and looks like and he also, could just beat the shit out of him. And also, let's not uh, forget that every other person in the bar, when he stands up, thinks, "Oh, it's going to kick off." So obviously, he's got history. So why don't these guys And know? they work for the same company he does. Yeah. Surely they must know of they him. They must yeah. have been there when they saw him blow the... <coughs> yeah, he stood up whilst everyone sat down. Yeah, yeah. that's how tough I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't get why they don't get that. Yeah. Because everyone gets that. Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> anyway, so you know, they, they refuse. Don't, I think, does Steven Seagal give them some sort of chat or something about leaving the guy alone? And I think Probably, he, yeah. I mean, he, does, and he, then, he offers him a drink, doesn't he, in... in 
friendship or something and they end up pushing him down or get the Eskimo this is and then they make a load of jibes at um, Steven Seagal for being a fairy or whatever they call it yeah, yeah. Of being because he cupcake then he cupcake, cupcake, cupcake yeah, something like yeah yeah so anyway, kicks Cops. off. Cops. He, he beats a winning up. cake. <laughs> yeah, sixteen tier winning. Yeah. <laughs> so he beats them all up, doesn't he? With he gives them a right chair legs, yeah. and, yeah. and, like he, and because this is one of his earlier films, it's not close up to his uh, like upper torso. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, an not, elbow, flashes it's of not where it could pretty much be anybody's hands doing stuff. You see him doing it. It's yeah, actually, yeah. And he throws people about, and then he gets down to a one-on-one with Mike Star. Yeah. Um, and then they do a game of slap game, slap hands or whatever it is. I've never heard of this game before. Yeah, you go, oh, I've played that before, but not with punches. Yeah, it's usually. Yeah. Where they hold each other, they have, yeah. to have their hands on, on each other yeah. in front of them, yeah. and then and they, have, they to have to slap the other person's hand. And if you're quick enough, yeah, if you, and you, you manage to dodge way. it, you get to punch the other guy. Or yeah. if you yeah. slap them, you get to punch them. Anyway, so, so far, it's all quite comfortably in Seagal territory because he, he beats this guy to a pulp. To a pulp. He basically. beats this guy until his lunch comes up. <laughs> but then. Yeah, it goes into a completely bit. different place that can only yeah. be a place directed and written by Steven Seagal. Yeah. And it's also in like a snap as well. It goes from the guy being beaten up yeah. one punch at a time through this slap game to him suddenly going, what's it going to take? What does it take? What does it take to change the essence of a man? Good journey. This journey will be good for all people, but you must be careful. Right? Why doesn't he go? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, cupcake. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, he'd probably be probably semi-concussed, so he probably wouldn't have the wherewithal to even respond to a question. What does it take? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would have said he's oh my teeth yeah. <laughs> he would have spitting teeth out he wouldn't have been responding yeah. <laughs> but what? it's weird it just suddenly what like the music cuts yeah. in like uh, what does he even mean by that what does he get at what does yeah. it take what does it what take does it take change the essence, change the essence of not getting punched three times in the face yeah probably beaten to a pond you to be giving his due that obviously I started him on the right path so yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what it did take but then you know what would happen in real life is he would go back to his mates and underplay how much he got beaten up and go oh next time I'll yeah. see him I'll just well actually up. to be honest his mates were all there in front of him <laughs> 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 but yeah um, yeah it's a very odd moment in the film oh, it's, just, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely bizarre just yeah, it's just definitely a So I guess what it's trying to show us is that Seagal is recognising that he's working for bad guys. And Does he's, it? I more think he's, he's trying said, to show that he's I got need to change too. It's what he says at the end. So do I. So I think he's trying to tell us... Yeah. Well, I, don't think, I think the film, in a clumsy way, is trying to demonstrate... But he doesn't start going on his own discovery of how corrupt the company are to after this bit. No. But again, you know, you know he's Steven Seagal, so he's obviously ex-CIA or... What not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had a violent past because he's Steven Seagal. So you know that that's part and parcel of what he is. So yeah, he needs time. Perhaps, to change, I think so. that's the point of that scene. Yeah, but I just think it's, it's really clumsily done. Yeah, this is his Zen Buddhism thing coming in, where you know you, you respect people and you try to get along. And in this instance, 
is trying to express that by beating the living fuck out of everyone in a bar a lot. Which is the, the problem with most of his Zen Buddhist films is yeah. that his movies, which involve him beating the shit out of people <laughs> in bars a lot, don't entirely gel with no. the Zen Buddhist <laughs> yeah. philosophy. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's always why this stuff comes out as really forced and bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, because basically you know he's going to end up shotgunning someone in the knackers. Yeah, well, you know, at some point. The Matt, big balls. Big balls. Big balls. I'm the cupcake. Balls. Come on, I'm the cupcake. Put your hands man. up. Your man's man. I'm a man, man. man. You're a man's man. Jeez, man. man. Put your hands up, man. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> so some so more stuff happens. Forrest then he's taking this little Eskimo guy home, um, possibly for a nice romantic meal. Or something I don't know. Now later on, um, he's accessing the company's computer records. Isn't he Taft? He goes to the company. The, the, the Hugh telling him the parts of the fault he's gotten into his head. He decides to have a quick rummage around in the files and, and finds oh, out. Is this that they do the bullshit thing in films where they go, "Oh, someone's looking on this computer at this yeah, file." So at this so, point. And then they've got the wire schematic again of the thing which revolves and you know, yeah. all that crap. Taps on level five looking at this yeah. file. Resident yeah. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he goes, he has a look and finds out that, yes, actually, Hugh is completely right. The parts are dangerously faulty. Yeah. And then you get a scene with Michael Caine uh, explaining that he thinks that Hugh is to blame for this accident they've had, that, you know, despite the fact that he himself knows that the parts are shit and he ordered Hugh to put them in the oil rig, he's blaming Hugh for it. But does he admit that they've got shitty parts? Pretty much, yeah, he knows. He knows that he knows the parts are shit. But does he say that to Steven Seagal or is he just, point, just trying I to shift it? I think it's later on, yeah. But I mean, the, the records are all there. Uh, he knows that the, the parts are uh, He's just, he's just you know, it's corp- corporations are evil, aren't they? So. Yeah, well, he certainly is, yeah. yeah. It's definitely evil. Um, um, corporations are evil. Is, that's, that's an MO of films. Yeah, but Corporations see, bad. But this is what I don't get. Now, the, you get, don't you, in films, evil geniuses. You get them. You're right. Everyone likes to be this evil genius. Yeah. These guys are shit thick evil. Yeah. Because <laughs> let's just say that they, they put these parts in this oil rig and they test them and they're great. So away they go and they open the rig. Now, this isn't a question of if they fail, it's when, because they know the parts are shit. And when it but fails. They've only, got, they've only got one week. Yeah. And when it fails, it's going to fail big style. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be a little thing. It's not going to spring a leak. It's going to blow up. Yeah, right. there's going to be a massive environmental disaster, and there's going to be an investigation. So, what is it they think they're going to gain, <laughs> yeah. other than the fact they're going to have the rights but to a load of land which is no longer any use because it's covered in oil? Well, no, they—they I guess their thought is we just need to get it done and dusted so we can keep the lease on the land, isn't it? Yeah, so, I know, but they're just what this is. Scotty, you're thinking far too deeply in this. Remember this: it's <laughs> a truism. Write what you know. Seagal <laughs> is not going to be able to write evil genius, is he? <laughs> because to write evil genius, you have to be genius. And possibly evil. I don't know. Oh, well, what, yeah, anyway. So they decide that, you know, because Hugh's now making trouble, because he knows the parts of shit, they're going to kill him. Well, they want to know what? where a file is. And there's a weird bit where Hugh goes and goes in somewhere into his, into his cabin. And then he puts... Is it a disc or something? Yes. Yeah, and he puts it... He hides it somewhere in the yeah. thing. Anyway, um, John C. McGinley is his bloody turn. I don't know. And is this the bit where they give him his? Yeah, they yeah. torture him and kill him. Yeah. But all, the only point of this scene is is 
is to demonstrate how bad these guys are yeah. to push Sig out. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, they're towards yeah. fighting back. Yeah. Exactly. That's the whole. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's he's the person that he's supposed to avenge, and he's. Just, I mean, he's not really <coughs> a character. He's just a plot old device. He's just a very old man. He's just an old plot device. Yeah. So he dies, and then that moves us closer to the end of this godforsaken film. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not that much closer. A little bit, bit closer, Sky. Yeah. Please. So, anyway, <laughs> so, they, so yeah, they, they torture him, they kill him. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, they decide then that Taff now knows that these parts are shite because he accessed the files. So they set a trap for him, don't they? They send him off to, um, uh, I don't know, investigate some sort of pump station or something. And um, I think he realises last minute that this is wrong and it's going to go blow, you know, kablooey. So he escapes just the belt barely, but gets But this didn't there. make any sense to me at all. So they decide to kill him by blowing some equipment of theirs up. Yeah. Just shoot him. Near him. It. Just shoot him. Or just shoot him. Push him, push him out of a helicopter. They spend a lot of time in helicopters. Yeah, push yeah. him out of a helicopter. Yeah. Why blow up shit that you need yeah. to... To get rid of him, and all it does is, is point out more how many accidents are happening with your stuff, which mm -hmm. maybe provokes an investigation. It almost makes yeah. sense in films where they say we've got to make it look like an accident when the film is set in like a city or something like that, because it's very difficult to get rid of a body mm -hmm. in an urban environment where you just shoot them. Yeah. But they're out in the middle of the mountains with snow. They could shoot him, bury his body, no one would ever find him. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason to blow up a load of shit. They could just shoot him in the head and be done with it. Yeah. And that was part of my problem with this film is um, I like. Seagal in this era I like to watch him fight I think that stuff is cool yeah. but there's not that many fights in this film no. as I remember it there's no. just a lot of explosions and yeah. the only reason this happens is because I, want, I, want, I wanted another fight he doesn't even know Hugh's dead at this point though does he? Uh, yeah no he, he does come oh all right, uh, is it? no because he wouldn't even be in the helicopter if <coughs> <that> was was <coughs> Um, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. The, the reason, they do, the reason they do this is to push him over the edge of being on their side. Yeah. yeah. And then we can get to the extremely long second act, which is now. Yeah. Which I mostly slept through. We seem to involve. So he Sigal being in a tent. And I've got to be honest, there's magic yeah. in it as well. Though. Again, a magic tent. To totally honest. Um, cards on the table. Um, he gets found by. Um, some Chinese Eskimo woman. Yeah, yeah. what? Yeah. Joan Chen. Joan Chen. Playing an Eskimo. She's about as Eskimo as I am Nigerian. Yeah, she's just not. And that's another thing about the cast of this film. I'm sure they must have been able to find, you know, even if not Eskimos, Native Americans possibly could have played that part. But they've got they've got people from all over the place in this film playing Eskimos. People from Tibet, people from China. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, Dagenham. The casting's all over the place. And again, at that point, you're sort of thinking, what's he trying to say here? Because he's trying to make a point about the plight of the Eskimos, but not using any of them in the film. Okay. And then they're not good enough to be in this film, though. So this is, this, is, this is his um, journey of inner discovery, isn't it? Oh, this my. Is, so this... This yeah. sequence just seemed to me so long. So it was um, so long. It was massively so long. So this is—he's basically recuperating from the explosion, is he? And yeah, he's yeah. A, yeah, with these Eskimo guys. See, this, this, this particular explosion they did, apart from it was different from the one at the beginning of the film. This one actually did some damage to him. It was a different kind of explosion. Yeah, where it actually but hurt him. I see. I see. I remember when I was watching <laughs> this. I was a, I was a bit bored to be honest at this stage. So I remember getting up. Go, going out and making a cup of tea and just leaving the film running and yeah. I came back in still in an attempt then I think I fell asleep for an indeterminate amount of time and I woke up 
and he was still in the tent. Then I checked my emails, yeah. he was still in the tent. Yeah. Uh, wrapped some presents because it's nearly Christmas. But doesn't he have a bit of a dreamy bit where he has a, a vision or a dream? Isn't there a bit like that? There is, but I'm going to say, well, but I'm going to say, remember what happens. Well, I'm going to say, just to add to what John just said, I say, because at, at this point, I said that they start with all this gubbins, all this mystical hocus crappers. Yeah. And I couldn't be bothered with it. So I sat and I put it on fast forward. Yeah, And I mean literally on fast forward, like three times speed. And it still took me about 12 minutes to get to a point where something happens. Yeah. But so this is this is like a 40 minute chunk of the yeah, film. Yeah. Where the film just stalls. Yeah, it just stops. It nothing, just stops. Literally nothing happens. While he sorts out his ecological message and has a... A, a, a spirit quest and all that crap. Is this the same bit where there's there's like a, a corporate office in the middle of all this land and then um, what's his name's there? Um, oh, because also Michael Caine's got an evil executive lady with him at all the time as oh, well. Yeah, Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. But don't, don't, don't those guys assume at this point that they got him? They're not, yeah. they're not looking for him, are they? I no, don't think they, yeah. no, I think they actually are, because I think they, they do, they go to the site, they investigate, and don't it's not good enough for them, he's just dead, I want a body, yeah. so he assumes, right. that, he assumes that he's still alive. So, yeah. but, but it didn't seem to me that anything else was happening no. while Seagal was in the tent, there wasn't, there wasn't no. a subplot. Well no, there was a bit where they no. had a conference and they said, and they had an argument with the natives and they were saying what's going on, and one of them threw oil on yeah. Michael Caine. And there was a bit about that, and, it's, and I think that was the young girl from the, the, the yeah, village. Yeah, and I, but the thing is, this is a good 30 minute, possibly 40 minute I chunk think it's of the 40 film, minutes of the film. Which nothing happens in it. It's all Seagull, it's all very, very nearly all of it Seagull, yeah. in this tent, doing nothing. And just Doesn't talking. Get, I thought he got up and got involved with the, the village a bit. You know, <laughs> carried some like, logs, dug some snow, talk some, some talk to some husky. Huskies. Possibly feeds a dog or something. But I can think of other <coughs> longer films that with similar sequences. Tom Cruise in Last Samurai didn't spend forty minutes in a tent, did he? No. I mean, it's just it feel, I don't. I know, I know, <laughs> and that's Tom Cruise in Last Samurai. I shouldn't have to put up with his shit with Steven Seagal no. on deadly ground. The film is called On Deadly Ground. Yeah, I mean, you want to see good, guns and explosions? Nice, that's all I want to say. A nice little montage scene, a la Rocky training. Yeah, would have been fine for yeah. this. Oh, he's in the thing. He's having the spirit. I Christy's remember there was a digging some space, eating a Mars bar, whatever. I might be discovering it. And then move on. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, the reason where they find him is in a river, don't they? He, he falls down a river and then they pull him out. Yeah. Some of the Eskimos. Right. And that's why he needs to recoup in By the way, what we say there, film time. Yeah, that's you wait for him to dry in real time. That's what That's what We are watching him recuperate in real time. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Certainly yeah. feels like we are. Yeah. Um, and then, then, so 40 minutes later, well, and then boom, he gets out of it. He does. He, he takes it's his not vision boom, quest, no. No, it's, it's not boom. It's after an extremely long, wearying period of time. Yeah. There's something happens where he's got to get somewhere, and then they, and then the Eskimos go, well, actually, we we don't just have huskies. We've also got this um, jet ski, this snow. Oh, yeah, we've got this fucking bit of modern equipment here. Yeah. We never wouldn't use it, though, wouldn't it? Just for emergencies, yeah, they say. Yeah, we're not to the point. I, I mean, seriously, I think I turned this film off. I, I tried three times to watch this film all the way through. And um, I couldn't get past this. This was like, for me, this was like Tom Bombadil of On Deadly Ground. <laughs> I, just I couldn't fucking get past it. It was so boring. <laughs> so please get us past this, Scotty. What happens next? Okay, well, let's see. He, he takes the vision quest. And I know that at one point, he doesn't have to... They make him choose between two women, don't they? The old grandmother type and the I young sexy. remember that at all. Yeah, the, 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 I was so... One. No, 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 no. 
No, 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 no this is... Um, oh, later, on, village, no, yeah, later yeah, yeah. on, later on, um, one of the villagers does get killed. But it's, um, they make him choose, while he's high as a kite on whatever it is they've got in this thing they've given him, he has to choose between the granny or the young fit woman. And he chooses the granny and she tells him that um, time's running out for people who pollute the world. And I think when he comes out of his quest, then his spirit thing, he, he knows that he's got to close the refinery. He's worked it all out in his head. <sighs> This I was so unengaged with the film yeah. at this point there. So off he gets on his jet ski or whatever the fuck and goes, leaves. But then um, the two henchmen, Magruder and Otto, they turn up, don't they? Oh, this um, is where Skull goes to Old Man's Cabin and manages to find the disc in yeah, his gun cabin. that's it. That's where he finds Hugh dead and whatever. But the, the henchmen kill one of the villagers, don't they? One of the so he finds Hugh dead? Because I assume that weeks have passed. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, he was yeah, recuperating okay. in his tent. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So it wasn't. Then. This isn't the yeah. only film recently that I've watched where how much time has passed was a confusion. To you me. just yeah. couldn't understand how yeah. much time he'd been recuperating. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could have been six it months. Been, I thought yeah. it was. Six, I thought it was something like six months, but clearly it wasn't. Well, it can't have been. Well, no, because he got like twenty days. We've only got three days left. Yeah, yeah. Bloody. Yeah. Literally like four hours or something. It was just so boring. It felt like six months. Yeah. So he's looking for the disc. The disc says something about parts. I don't know why that was important about the parts, but he knows. He knows this anyway. I suppose he needs the disc so it tells everyone. Else. I don't know, but whatever. Um, they well, the, the two, uh, well, a couple of the mercs arrived at the house. Yeah. John C. McGinley and the other one, and he has an extremely too, a way too brief fight than he with them kills a couple of them. Say, does he kill John C. McGinley at this point? No, no. Because John C. McGinley shoots one of the villagers and actually does. For yeah. At least he shows a bit of remorse about having to like do yeah. it. He's, he's rattled by oh, our shit. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah he gets back. Most films they're just. <laughs> I shot yeah. a villager. Oh, <laughs> Has Billy Bob Thornton turned up at in this a minute? Point? Yeah. Right. So, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot he was yeah, yeah. Yeah. the young Billy Bob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so he, um, yeah, they, they managed to kill a, one of the villagers, which causes a big you know, shitstorm, and then. Um, Jennings calls in the Mercs because he realises right. his heavies yeah, yeah. aren't And the Mercs are Arlie Ermey's team. That's it, yeah. Which include no, I think, young Billy Bob Ford. I, I think Arlie Ermey in this probably best in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Riding high on his... So we now in the, we're now in the final act, aren't we, where Seagal's going to rage his war. Pretty much. The Mercs the... are going to protect the oil rig. Um, no, there's a bit, isn't there, they chase after him. Uh, they do a jump across a. Oh, God. They have a, yes, they have a big chase. Because this is the bit I did stay awake for. They have a big chase on horseback. Yeah. And then there's, then there's a fun bit where he. There's a Rambo bit where he builds a trap, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he. and, it, and the, But the trap's a bit shit. I think the trap. The, the guys have to be in exactly the right spot for the trap to spring. Yeah. Because there's one bit where a branch has to knock somebody down a ravine. <coughs> and there's another yeah. bit with like a, like a bomb thing. That's and, right. But luckily, they are all exactly <laughs> positioned where they need to be for this yeah. trap yeah. to be triggered correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but there's a bit where he does all that yeah. survival shit, isn't so, it? So and he does, like a, he does a leap on his horse across a ravine. Oh, yeah. really badly in slow and motion. Then, and then he, he yeah. gets the horse to even kick the, 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 the rock off the edge of one edge, of the, making the ravine <laughs> wider so they can't cross it. Yeah. Some yeah. shit. I mean, Trying to get a horse just to actually hold him must have been a feat. Let alone get one of Just one bit where he comes, he comes down, the, the, there's a close up shot of him with Joan Chen riding on one of the horses down, like down um, not a ravine, but down a steep path. 
I know, seriously, the horse looked like their legs, his legs were about to break carrying Seagal. I mean, seriously, I was shitting myself. <laughs> there, was, there was one bit where they go down this steep hill, Seagal does it, and they all chase after him, as Scotty pointed out, that all the bad guys come piling down this hill after him, and one of them falls off the horse. Like, one of the stuntmen falls completely, do you remember that bit? Yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely barrel rolls off the horse. <laughs> like, the poor horse must have been yeah. fucking injured going down there, because the, the hill is about... Really steep. Really steep. It's sheer It's like getting mountain goats to go down a sheer hill. So I remember all that stuff, and then I remember um, Seagal shooting someone with a Coke bottle. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. With a fizzy yeah. pop bottle, yeah, mate. He, yeah, he makes what? a sign. Makes a sign to have a fizzy pop bottle, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. So, then, and then yeah. I don't really remember yeah. anything else well, until the end. This is it. I mean, he's got a. He decides he's going to go in and plant loads of bombs to destroy the oil rig, which really is, you know. We've already discovered causing explosions on oil rig only puts fires out. It doesn't start them, but yeah, so he's going to put loads of loads of bombs everywhere and blow them all up and destroy the oil rig, um, so it doesn't become operational. And the rights will revert back to the Eskimos, and they can get their oil sodden useless bit of fucking ground back. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be no wildlife there for another well, hundred years because it's just destroyed the whole fucking yeah. thing. But they can have it back. That's great. That's great. But, um, so anyway, the, the mercenaries are there and this, this is where Arlie Ermey gives his speech. Now, I think, John, you wanted to take this, didn't you? No, not really. It's just he does this long speech about how... About um, how good... How good Seagal is, but it's just a bullshit. It's one of those yeah. bullshit things where you go, if you gave this guy a chair leg and a bottle of orange juice and you sent him out in the middle of the desert and you left him there to die and for months and then he'd come back the next day and with a sandwich that he'd made out of a chair leg and, a, and then he'd ram it in your throat and you'd die from a sandwich chair leg and it's like, it's just, it's just random words. Random Let's try and listen to what actually it does get said yeah. rather yeah. than Scotty's, Scotty's random chair leg thing. That was JP, that wasn't me. <laughs> we got a big problem here. Intel tells us we're dealing with one guy. We think we got a fucking fire team out there. My guy in DC tells me that we are not dealing with a student here. We're dealing with a professor. Anytime the military has an operation that can't fail, they call this guy in to train the troops, okay? He's the kind of guy that would drink a gallon of gasoline so he could piss in your campfire. You could drop this guy off at the Arctic Circle wearing a pair of bikini underwear without his toothbrush, and tomorrow afternoon he's going to show up at your poolside with a million-dollar smile and a fistful of pesos. This guy's a professional, you got me? If he reaches this rig, we're all going to be nothing but a big goddamn hole right in the middle of Alaska. So let's go find him and kill him and get rid of this son of a bitch. <laughs> I pretty much said it how he said it. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Which I also noticed, um, he doesn't seem to breathe. Like, <laughs> he literally just keeps talking. Like, they just edit out all the breaths. It's just one giant paragraph that he says without any beats in it. Yeah. The um, thing is, though, this is that, that is almost a parody of that speech yeah. Yeah. in action movies. It's not... Yeah, <laughs> but it should be. Yeah, yeah. it should yeah. be. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But it really is, but funny and yeah, I, I, I did, I did like that. Um, so then, yeah, basically, what you're left with then is Steven Seagal taking out the mercenaries one, one by one and sometimes four by four with poles and spanners and like yeah. you say made up coke bottle silencers and shit. Um, and and that that's about it, isn't it? Really? I mean, they they. they 
come, they come Oh, from... no, hang on. No, it's not quite, because there is a hilarious bit where uh, John C. McGinley oh. and the evil woman yeah. run, run to the helicopter <laughs> yeah. to escape. <laughs> yeah. Because they Michael Caine's gone batshit crazy at this yeah. point. He's like, I'm not leaving my fucking whore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, yeah. well, fuck this, we're getting out of here. Yeah, yeah. He's so like Ahab. He's, like, he's gone he's, mental. Yeah, he's gone mental. Down with and it's shit. quite funny. Yeah. So they, they run off to the helicopter and Seagal comes after him. And Seagal pulls John C. McGinley out of the helicopter uh-huh. and, and he's threatening to kill him. He's got a gun on him and McGinley says something like I'll you know I'll give you all my treasure what's <laughs> <laughs> some bullshit I'll like give that. you my lucky charms that's <laughs> what he says and she goes, doesn't want him so he shoves his head into the rotor blade of the helicopter yeah, yeah. which I think was a bit grim because he was pretty much surrendering yeah. and then but, then, <laughs> but whatever whatever she goes on a roll now and nothing can stop him and then the woman though she goes off to escape <laughs> oh yes I love yeah. it so funny she's driving off and she sees Seagal push McGinley's face into the rotor blade yeah. and because she's watching that she doesn't know where she's going and she drives underneath a tanker all, uh, like yeah. a petrol tanker <laughs> the petrol tanker spills petrol into a car and then she just flies <laughs> and her face is all mushed from the accident yeah. and all blood running down her face and then she just blows up sorry that's the funniest bit in the film <laughs> absolutely hilarious yeah yeah. I um, thought it was something else that she basically just gives them the. She's not paying attention to the road, she just gives Seagal the finger or whatever. She kills, like you say, he kills Boss's face, John C. McGinley. And then she goes, ah, oh, fuck him or something. Yeah, yeah, fuck you like this or whatever. I don't know where she was going because the <laughs> tanker was right there. <laughs> there's like, there's like, nowhere for us to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She literally just drives into it like a goon. It's hilarious. I think maybe Seagal thought she had to Die, but he didn't want to kill a woman. On yeah, screen. maybe that's something like that. That's probably it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, um, and, and Jennings, then Michael Caine's character. Now he does die, doesn't he? Then he drown in his own oil or something. Who? They drop Michael Caine. What happens is they pull him up on a chain by his leg, yeah, and he's yeah, dangling in front of them. And even <laughs> then, he's like, "Well, fuck you! I'm yeah, not gonna fucking I'm fucking Caine. I'm Michael fucking Caine." And um, and then they, yeah, I still suppose just blow the bloody oil rig up. Oh, well, he says something like, go, go and shoot me in the fucking face, you coward. Yeah, but he doesn't do it. He shoots the yeah. pulley that he's on and he yeah. falls and hits the ground. Yeah. Where it's basically like a very small puddle of oil. oil, oil yeah. So the fall kills him and then he drowns but, yeah, in the oil. In the oil yeah. And then that blows up. So he's yeah. very dead. <laughs> Just so clear. Yeah. So if there, is, like if there was ever a sequel, a boss, yeah. level, boss level death. <laughs> yeah. So he blows Billy Bob Fortner. Gotta mention Billy Bob Thornton. Quite, he was quite, brilliant yeah. in it. I mean, he was only playing like a yeah. like a, a thug in it. Yeah, for like five seconds. I yeah, thought it was kind of cool to see There's him. some weird bit where him and some other thug are talking about sniping. Yeah, and I can't remember what the hell they talk about. They make some some shitty bit of dialogue about having to hunt down this guy. You think we're going to get him? Oh, yeah, and then, they, well, and then right. they just get and there. He just walks yeah, out and blows them up. That's the gag there, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's about it. And I mean, then, well, you say that's about it. No, best bit of the film, possibly, is when you get um, the epilogue and Forrest Taft, oh. you know, has been arrested and charged with multiple homicides and is going to spend the rest of his life in jail, as no. you would. No, 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 he doesn't, does he? None of that happens. Instead, he gets invited to some sort of fucking international conference, Alaskan state capital, and he talks about the dangers of oil pollution. <laughs> For 11 fucking minutes or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much you get a lecture. Yeah. 
And it's not an it's entertaining lecture. Truth yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an entertaining lecture like that. That was actually quite entertaining. It's a lecture, but it's entertaining. Inconvenient truth. It's an entertaining lecture. This is actually. I felt like Mike Starr did at the end of this bit. I felt like he just punched me in the gut for, 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 about, for about ten minutes. Yeah. Just you were thinking. I just need time. I just need time to change. Give me some time to change my change. essence. <laughs> the essence of my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me change my man. And that's the. Um, I need time. That's the closing bit of the film, isn't oh, it? Oh, God. It definitely goes out on a high, doesn't it? it just oh, yeah, goes yeah, yeah, on yeah, for yeah. fucking ever. I mean, literally forever. And it's like you say, you could quite easily go out and make a cup of tea, come back, and he's still talking about how we shouldn't be polluting. I know we shouldn't be. I know we are. Yeah? <laughs> You're right, we shouldn't be. I agree with you. But I'm, I'm not sure that right. this action movie <coughs> is yeah, a platform is to do the right it. platform no. for a ten minute lecture about the environment. No. Because you know what? You've spent the last hour and a half lecturing us about the environment and in strangely shitty ways. Intents and things. And bloody shit up. Yeah, what? You've they just wanted movie's... more fighting. This movie's <laughs> carbon footprint must be through the fucking roof. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's a yeah, <laughs> but it's it's been like Birdemic this film in a way. I knew you were gonna <laughs> say that, but it is. I knew you were gonna say but that. It is. But it is though. I almost said it, but stopped myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but and that's because well, it had. I think someone had to say what it. we need because is it's soap panels. Soap panel salesman in this film would have. Yeah. Yeah. If Jerry Owens had turned up in the middle Halfway of this, halfway through it, if Michael Caine could I interest you some soap panels. The sun panels. No, you fucking can't. <laughs> I think its environmental message is as badly shoehorned in yeah. to the film as it is in Bird Devil. Yeah, you know, it's that thing of. If it was, I mean, it's, 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 it's an action film. It's supposed to be an action film. This film is sold to an audience through its trailers as an action film. And then when they get there, yeah. they get beat over the head several points in the film and right at the end for a good 10 minutes. Several, uh, about a man's treatment of the planet. Several points in the film and for a fucking long time. It's not like just quick things. No, it's no it's a, it is. A, it's like a lecture. It's like a fucking... It's like work. It's like you're at school again. It's yeah. like you're in a particularly dull... Not, not even a good geography lesson. A really, really fucking dull geography lesson. And you're being just lectured. Told off. Yeah. You're being basically <laughs> told off about you. You see how you're treating the planet. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> I think he covers similar ground in Fire Down Below, actually. Yeah. Isn't that, it's kind yeah. of similar ground. But I never but felt in that no. film like it was... But did he direct it? No, no. Or write it? I, I think that's the issue, isn't it? I yeah. think you know, in that film, it felt like a like a decent movie that had you know a decent action movie that has a bit of a message. Yeah. This is like a bad message movie with a bit of action in it. Yeah, <coughs> he's got an agenda in this film, hasn't he? Which is to get yeah. his message across before the film. And the that's film. it. That was the main focus of the film. It wasn't like you say the action. The, yeah. Yeah. It was that. He almost comes across that he resent being an action star. Yeah. That he wants to be taken seriously as something else. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like he resents the, the it grinds on him. It, gr it grates. Yeah. But he's people just want to see fighting when they just want to see peace. Really. Yeah. You know, it's like that thing of like yeah. people want yin when I want to give them yang. <laughs> you know, whatever, however bullshit way he'd put it. Yeah. Which is um, 
Which is good because he did fill the film with Yang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I couldn't move for Yang. I really like. I do. I like Steven Seagal. I don't know what it is about him. I just find him likable. Um, yeah, if I like Arnold like, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't see, know why. I, I know he's not very good. In interviews. He always comes across. I think he's as as funny and self-deprecating. I quite like the guy myself. I yeah, like yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I just do. But. Um, yeah, uh, I, I didn't really want to spend 40 minutes of him waving his yang at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not some kind of money to see. <laughs> <laughs> I paid $10 to come and watch Gear. <laughs> but yeah, um, cool. Well, I think we've pretty much covered... So I, I pretty much think we've covered this deadly ground. But yeah. I, I, but I, I, I think that? the film's yeah. really like deadly boring <laughs> I mean yeah. it's just dull isn't it and yeah. I mean I don't know does it go into the clag bag I think it's got moments of claggy excellence I, but on the whole yeah. I think it's really boring I, I I watch this with Scotty again like a lot of these films I watch them with Scotty John you watch them on your own I watch them on my own generally speaking I, it's like I remember, I remember we had some laughs at this myself yeah we did we had some laughs at the start of it and at the end yeah and in the middle I think we just fell asleep well yeah again we absolutely fell asleep in each other's arms yeah yeah, yeah we did yeah. <laughs> you said that was says Venom because you're so jealous because <laughs> <laughs> I want to fall asleep in your yeah. arms it's not fair um, <laughs> <laughs> you, got me, you got me dude you got me yeah, yeah um but yeah, the middle act, you might as well just cut that out and throw it in the bin. Yeah. But the beginning bit and the end. There's bit, an edit. There's an edit of this film, I'm sure it could be made, where it would be really good. Nah, I don't know about really losing good. 40 minutes of it. Passable, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Passable, maybe. But no, more no, interesting. No, no, more no, interesting no. then, more no, interesting. No. Just cut out the middle bit. Yeah. Just have him get blown up and then he grabs quickly in five minutes. Back, and back. What is the essence of the film? Mm, I don't know, I need time to work <laughs> it out. That's what I need. I need time. Um so that's Deadly Ground, pretty much. Um, it's um, it's a bit like Commando in a sense. There's not much you can really discuss about it. It's a bad sort of action film where some, but it's not an action. It really isn't really an action film. It's a bit like um, to compare another plaguey film we did done a long earlier Face in the year. Off. Face Off. Face it's, Off. It's I a film with a message that doesn't says I'm not. I don't want to be an action film, but a kind I've of got act- something deeper to, to yeah. say than that. But I don't. Yeah. But I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how to say it. I completely agree. Yeah. Although I don't think it's as entertaining as Face Off. Face Off. No. Mostly because of but it does the suffer really from the same problem. Does suffer the same the same problem, which is the middle act. Because mm. Face Off's middle act was the problem. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very similar in a sense. I mean, no one's face comes off in this. Unless, no. uh, apart from John C. McGinley's, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I think his face probably definitely did come off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was on Deadly Ground. Yeah. Uh, next time. Well, we're going to be doing a double bill. So we're kind of going back a little bit to our older format, I guess. We're going to be doing. We're doing the Clag Bag Holiday Special. Yes. Christmas Ooh. edition. Ho, ho, hopeless films abound. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> right. so what are we doing, Ned? So we're going to do Jack Frost and Jack Frost. Whoa! Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So we're going to be doing the uh, Michael Keaton family Jack Frost movie, and we're also going to be doing the uh, cheesy serial killer on the loose Jack Frost movie. How exciting! Yeah, not Sue's two separate films. One and the same, <laughs> which you can bring to that side of us, but we'll get to all this. So our Christmas present to you this year is the Jack Frost Double Bill Special. Uh, check it out. You lucky people. And that will be, yeah, that will be out about Christmas time.
Let's hope, let's hope yeah. so yeah. next yeah. year. Otherwise, yeah. what, otherwise, what is the fucking point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be available for download sometime around Easter. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, lovely. That's that was it. I'm Deadly Ground. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Craig Bag broadcast as much as we help, uh, as much as we like making it. Um, please. <laughs> What? What's a load of toss? What? I enjoyed it. Did you not? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. We, we hope. We okay. hope. We hope. Listen, the fact is, we hope we bored the living no, piss out of you. The only people listening to it are us free. Yeah. So we only enjoy it as listening to it as much as we enjoy doing it. Yeah, probably. It's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, guys. I do this for as an archival system for us to for us to re- re- record <laughs> our conversations. It's films. an archival system. You are the librarian. Yeah, exactly. We're the custodian of plaques. Exactly. I'm like the collector in Marvel. I just like for me, it's just for us. Just free. to giggle. Isn't it? And if anyone yeah. else listens, that's great. I don't yeah, want so to pay for still for likes. So basically, stick that, you know. your likes up your fucking yes. Ass. Fuck you. We don't. We, yeah, we've been asking we for likes want, for yeah. weeks. We and don't, don't even like likes. Yeah, we don't even like you. So yeah, blow me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Stop listening, you assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but tune in to the next episode. Yeah, please yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And tell do. your friends. And like us on <laughs> Facebook. We are actually desperate for attention. <laughs> and review us on iTunes. Crave your. <laughs> Ignore anything <laughs> we just said. Please like us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got no reason to go on. <laughs> I've got no place else to go. Uh, right, yeah. So that's it. Bye. Thanks very much. I'm Scott. Nerd. JP. Bye. Cheers. I want you to protect this entrance like it was your sister's cherry, Tato. Yes, sir. Put people over here, over here. online. That'll be enough for me to keep my leases. Right. Without any help from you, Prince.